0: Thank you, Lucius. It is the G G-Bag Nation here on 105.3, the fan NFL news of the day coming up at 3 o'clock. I believe my uh, we have Micah Parsons' audio. Uh, that'll be interesting. The Stars scored. They went up 3-2. Can the Cowboys avoid these nine mistakes? Here's Wolchuk with uh, his scouting mentor, Brian Broaddus' crusty's corner
2: thank you very much feeling very crusty today i hope uh, brian's having a great time out there on vacation stars up three to two by the way shout out to s he's got the stars on the board so with five minutes to you go, know, let's see if they can hold on to this one goal lead but this is courtesy of blogging the boys excellent article nine free agency mistakes the cowboys should not repeat number one oh you're gonna love it the veteran running back don't do it don't go after the veteran running back and my goodness gracious you look at the last Ooh. two years the teams that have done this outside of a one, and that would be David Montgomery, who went from uh, Detroit, Chicago to Detroit, signed a 3 or $18 million deal. He's the only one that saw his yardage increase from the previous season, the year after when he signed with his new team. Otherwise, everything is just a drastic drop-offs. Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, Dalvin Cook, the year before, Leonard Fournette, Rashad Penny. Brandon Bolden I mean it is just a who's who of don't do this it's not going to go well for you and uh, the big name this year is Derrick Henry and I saw videos today Derrick Henry's working out it's probably not going to work out for you If you go ahead and pay Derrick Henry, the veteran free agent running back, big money, because it doesn't seem to be working out for any of these guys.
0: You know, I I think teams ultimately have to take an even even stronger approach um, to this free agency. And there's still a couple of teams keeping this alive that, you know, is providing the idea that maybe one of these guys will get eight or nine mil. But it's got to reset down to like four or five million. Then the 26, 27, 28-year-old back coming off of a good year will have a great comfortable spot in the free agent market. Place you know, at that point, getting an assurance that I have a guy that's going to know, uh, you know, his, his pass protection assignments, who has a track record of avoiding uh, tacklers or breaking tackles, you know, I can get all that stuff on the free agent market without killing my cap. But once you're over $5 million, every smart team left in, in, in this league is going to say, absolutely not, you know, and I think the Cowboys crossed that, you yeah. know, that's what I would like to say. I, I don't believe the Cowboys are still naive to this fact, Giafalou.
1: Yeah, I don't think they are either. We've already got the Gilkin report this offseason that they're like, okay, we're we're done with this, and they're certainly late to the party, but welcome to it. Glad you're here. And uh, I, I don't. I mean, they're not going to put a they're not going to put a tag on Pollard. They're not going to throw a, a big contract at any free agent running back. I do think like having a veteran guy on the super cheap is fine. Like, how cheap is he? Uh, because if he is like a million dollar back, it's not that big of a deal. So I think getting one of those guys in free agency would be smart and then obviously get somebody in the draft that you think can be sort of your future at the position.
2: Yeah, all these guys that they specified was like $6 million or more. So if yeah, you're paying you can't something like that. $3 mil, no. uh, you know, I'm okay. And we talked about, like, Zach Moss is a guy that you could look at, and he's probably going to stay in Indianapolis because he had a great year there. But th- that's a name that you could kind of monitor and say, okay, maybe that's a dude for you. Now, the veteran defender from a top defense is another thing that you should try and avoid. Really? The issue with a veteran defender from a top defense is that you're not sure whether the player you're acquiring is good because of his talent or because of the scheme his team employed, or his teammates playing alongside him. Now, this relates to kind of what we've talked about with Patrick Queen, like one of the best linebackers on the market. We saw, and Brian Baldinger talked to us about this, he changed as a player the second Roquan Smith got there. He took away the call on the defense, right? That was something where Patrick Queen was playing slow. He was overthinking things. And as soon as he has that taken off of his plate, he ends up being the player that they thought they were getting when they drafted him in the first round. So... I think this is circumstantial. I don't think you should say like, oh, I'm never going to sign a top defensive player from another team. But you do need to kind of look into this and be like, all right, it, how does this guy fit in with our new scheme our talent uh is he going to be in a position to succeed much like where he was before because you got to kind of weigh all the nuances with that conversation
0: yeah that was the case with Earl Thomas in Seattle they were just so dang good at putting him in the best position to succeed that he was an all pro and then as soon as he left and you know the defense wasn't catered to his specific skill set his career fell apart really quickly so you know, you, you you look at the bullet the Cowboys dodged with Namdi Asamoah. I would just say you're looking for diamonds in the rough, you know, more than you're looking for. Now, especially in the middle of the field, but I know an edge can win. I know a corner can win regardless of circumstances. You know, I, I think it's the middle of the field players that are going to be dependent on how much. Uh, you know, pressure and how good of a job your defensive line's doing containing things. Yeah, and
1: it should be relatively easy to know, like, okay, I am I am a man-to-man. I need a legit corner. I'm not going to get, just because you were an awesome cover two corner for a team like Mike Zimmer says he can find at Walmart, but you're not running that, then that's not going to be the guy for you. But Legarius Sneed, hey, just line up and let me press man on a guy and run with him. Like, okay, you can do that for me. No problem. Chris Jones, you're going to be fine somewhere else, yeah. even though they both probably remain chiefs. The, we're tied at three with a minute 45 to go. Son of I mean, they're, they're we gun, dude. So we were trying to milk a lead for what? We needed five minutes? We needed yeah. five minutes of
2: a, of, a, of a milk lead there? Hawk and Paws out. Now you've got two guys that were playing with the Texas Stars that are both getting big-time playing time for you. I mean, it's it's an issue. I mean, the, the defense is being leaky. They're probably going to go to an overtime again. All right. The second and third wide receiver in an effective passing offense is something you should also potentially avoid. Bill Barnwell referred to this as the Alvin Harper rule. Cowboys found themselves in this when they traded for Roy Williams in 2007. And then, of course, you saw this when the Jags paid Laurent Robinson from the Cowboys. It's like, oh, this dude just put up monster numbers. Then he gets to Jacksonville and unfortunately his career was cut short because of the concussions, but he just wasn't Quite the same. So, just because these guys and Jawan Jennings, I think, might be uh, the the player that we look at this year. He's the third option there in San Francisco. Certainly had a monster Super Bowl. Does somebody end up overpaying for that type of player in free agency? You probably don't want to be the team that does that.
0: Cedric Wilson going to Miami yep. fell off. You know, after looking so good for the Cowboys. Yeah, a lot of those guys have a lot of success because of a specific role that team has carved out for them. And it was a real shame the Cowboys lost Wilson because I was excited about you know what they were able to do with him.
2: The pass rusher coming off a monster contract year. uh, You got guys like Leonard Williams, Carl Lawson, Marcus Davenport in recent years that went ahead and crushed it, then got paid, weren't quite the same players after that. Also, if you're going to go ahead and bring in a player and you're asking him to do something different, you know, this goes with like some of those defensive players we were talking about earlier. You're like, oh, we really like the guy. We think he's got a great skill set. But now he's asked to do something on our team, whether it, hey, this dude was a guard. We're going to kick him out to tackle or center or defensive tackle. He was playing three tech. Now we're going to move him over to one tech. you got to be careful with that. And then number six, something this team might have an issue with, the dumb player. Now, you're probably not going to know this unless you ask around the league. You call that other team, coaches, scouts. You get the player in here. but. Bill Parcells had the quote, Dumb players do dumb things. Smart players seldom do dumb things. And Mike Zimmer and his introductory pressers seemed like that was something that was going to drive him crazy. When he teaches something and you don't do what I've taught you to do, I'm going to lose my mind. I think we've already seen maybe this team has some guys that aren't the 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 most when it comes to instinctive. The football IQ could be in question. You don't want to add more of those to the locker room.
0: Yeah, discipline's what I need. You know, I, I think you can have a low IQ, but... You know, be so on the ball that you're like, man, I'm just not going to be the guy making mistakes because I'm focused. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I want. I want focused players who play with discipline.
2: The other ones are just ignoring why a team let an older player go. You, know, you got to do your homework on that. Not being active in free agency at all, which the Cowboys often uh, fall into that category. You got to at least look and try and improve your roster in some areas. And then not using your late round picks as trade currency to circumvent free agency altogether. They did a great job of it last year. We applauded them for it. It was the first time we'd really seen them do this. You gave up late-round picks to go and get Brandon Cooks and get Stephon Gilmore, and they were big for you this year. But ultimately, uh, they haven't done it enough, and if they go ahead and evaluate a player, maybe you don't get a free agent here, but there is a player that's going to be a cap casualty, Yeah. I'll give you a six uh, out for somebody else. Cause most of the time you're getting players like a Danny Cole who doesn't end up working for you or a Bradley and I who I was hoping would work. He didn't, the list goes on and on now they've hit on some of them. Deron the Bland, for example, is a guy that they definitely hit on, but uh, more often than not, you know, you're taking massive flyers with those late round picks. Go get yourself an established veteran. If the opportunity presents itself.
0: Thank you. Woolchuck. Chuck corner every afternoon at two forty Brian brought is going to be out all week long. Um uh, Best of the weekend's coming up at 3.40. Eric Chiafala will tell you about some great things that happened this week. And I I saw something terrifying yesterday at uh, a little soccer practice that I did for a few girls. And I'll tell you about that coming up in one hour. Uh, I, I, I I nearly it, it took my breath away, I'll say that. NFL News Today coming up next, though. Chuck, what do you have for us? Free
2: agent updates, the latest uh, that we've got from Jimmy Johnson, and we're throwing up the X. That's
0: next.